So I just figured out that I can go like this and make fart noises with my hands. You didn't learn that in like ECS? Can you, wait, can you do this? How are you doing that? You, this is a wizard show. How are you doing this? You just have to, you know, snap your cheek. So as impressive as that is, and it is everybody, uh, my, my brother-in-law can do a version of it on his like, uh, Adam's apple on his throat. Ew. And it makes just like the most like resonant sound I've ever heard. It is just like, it rings through. It's so such a vibrant, rich sound. I'm just like, I don't understand how you do that. I don't think I have any skills like that. Fiona's family is just talented from the top to the bottom. Of making body noises. Well, yes. And other artistic endeavors. Oh, I think I got one. <laughs> hey! I heard it. This is my only marketable skill. Oh, you show off. I just do it because it's fun to do. Louie loves it too. You remember in high school, like, what was up with all the people doing the weird snap with their hands like this? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That was dumb. I never got it. Why don't you snap normal? That's the cool. Why are you snapping? Like that's the like. Are you off to like a big fight with the with the sharks or the jets? Yes, I am. They're remaking West Side Story. Spielberg's doing. Uh, it. it's a as you know how I feel about romantic comedies. Couldn't give a shit. I don't care about it either. If I'm being honest, I was just uh, taking the opposite position there for fun. Yeah. Should we talk about Spider Man? Yeah. Not a big Spider fan. I I, I haven't seen it. I tried to talk to Fiona about this before I came out, and she just was not interested at yeah. all. Me and Fiona, man. Made a few disingenuous comments, if I'm being honest. I was like, so the Sinister Six, and she's like, is that founded by Mr. Sinister? And I'm like, you know dang well it isn't. <laughs> Mr. Sinister is an X-Men villain. The X-Men have not been introduced into the MCU yet. Let's talk about that, though. I mean, the reboot of the 80s. Yeah, yeah, the X-Men cartoon. I, yeah, but yeah. I worry, because I, in my mind, my you know old person memory at this point... That cartoon, as we have talked about before, exemplary. Amazing. Uh, well, yeah. What? I think you have to uh, pour a nice big bucket of realizing it's it's nostalgia. Yes, 100%. For the most part. It was still a 90s cartoon. So, you know, will it hold up as well if we rewatched it? But I mean, I, I kind of worry because have you watched the new She-Ra? Not a big fan. Oh, I like it. Really? What do you like about it? Try I think to... they did something interesting and unique. Uh, I mean, they took characters and and took a, a go at them that weren't uh you know the usual sort mm -hmm. of heteronormative uh, archetypes I do appreciate that yeah. tried to make complicated relationships that came at uh angles where everybody wasn't just being you know used and manipulated for for male goals that sort of thing it's it was sort of empowering took a different look and was interested in doing new and uh interesting things as opposed to just rehashing the old show which wasn't a whole lot of anything if uh I'm being there's a lot of uncomfortable brother sister touching and hugging if that's that's a complicated relationship, <laughs> yeah. And if that's what you're looking for, I'm sorry they took that out of the of the new show for you. <laughs> I have not watched the Kevin Smith He Man thing, so I don't know what's up with that. But <laughs> you know, I did about two seasons of She Run. It's not for me, but that's okay. It doesn't need to be for a white male. And I guess that's exactly what I like about it. They did not make the show for me. You know what show I would love to see a reboot of. But it's never going to happen. Reboot. Well, no, I know that you really want to see reboot again. Uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. Let's see that one. I, I never watched <gasps> it. Bet everything about but it. But I will see your Samurai Pizza Cats and I'll raise you Street Sharks. Oh, Street Sharks. Oh, they were good. Were dope. They epitomized the 90s. Yeah, they had big They took camps. all that mutant fantasticness that we got from TMNT and just cash grabbed it with like commercialization, toys. And uh, radical powers like skateboarding and, and rollerblades, shredding. Were they the same people that did the biker mice from Mars? Mice from Mars? We can't. We can't be sure. The Battle Toads. They're all kind of on no the same. Knows. Like, they are all the same thing. Studios trying to cash in on that TMNT train. Oh yeah, I mean, choo choo, cowabunga! That's the train. I mean, pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, I caught that. Okay. Oh, I love those toys. I wasn't allowed to uh, to play with Ninja Turtle toys. Mutants were considered to be evil, but I, oh. I found ways of playing with them. That's sneaking in some some mutant time. Would you sneak off and like buy a Ninja Turtle and like hide it? No, I just go to a friend's house and play with them. I think I got Ninja Turtles once or twice from people that mysteriously disappeared. Oh, like my '90s animated X Men 
beast figurine, which did not make it uh, past my birthday. It was mysteriously gone. I love that toy. It had this action where you could sort of bend it forward and then let it go and it would do like a flip and land on its feet again. F and love that toy. And uh, yeah, not going to name names, mom, but (laughs) somebody made that disappear because the beast is the devil and we can't have that. That makes me very sad for you. Couldn't be any other, any other definition of the word beast. Yeah. Well, there's. Should we get you one? Should we get you a beast toy? Um, Yeah. If we can find one, definitely. If you can find a (laughs) X-Men beast toy, uh, you can you can DM us and uh, we'll tell you where to send it and I'll uh, we'll give you a special shout out on the and show. we'll do an unboxing video of you opening it and yeah we'll do an unboxing video we'll put it on TikTok we just signed up for TikTok uh, go follow us there there's nothing on it but Lexi has promised to do some dancing we need to set like an arbitrary like if we get a hundred likes on the next thing Ben's gonna do a sweet viral TikTok dance. I will do a sweet viral TikTok dance. Um, I He's not saying no. We'll find ways of weaseling around it or finding some sort of like secret context for doing it. Like maybe it'll be like a little finger dance only. Oh, that'd be good. That'll be my TikTok. My dad talk. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's more like it. I'm getting texts. Our baby monitor isn't working. Part of my slight distraction. This is podcasting in your late 30s. Wait, wait, wait. I take that back. Mid 30s. I'm not late 30s. Yeah. Mid come on. Yeah. You're still a young buck. I'll give you late 30s when I'm 39. And you'll take my 30s when I you prime for my cold, dead, whatever hands. I don't want to be dead at 40, actually. I take that back. Yeah. Should we get into this? We're talking wizards. As, obviously. And this is Dork Matters. Welcome to Dork Matters, the show by dorks, for dorks, about everything that matters to dorks. Here, we dork out. Still workshopping that. I am your dad dork, Ben Rankle, and with me as always is... Your witch dork, Lexi. Hunt. Hunt. But if you say it too fast, it sounds like the bad word. Oh, is that why you don't say it? Sometimes, you know what, I actually, I was voting once, and I gave over my ID, and the the young person who was obviously getting some type of school credit for this was like, do you get a lot of people that make fun of your last name? And I was like, oddly enough, you're the first person to say that's my face. I'm sure. Yes. But, uh, didn't expect it to be here right now. Well, yeah, to vote you know. <laughs> with a representative of the federal election system. <laughs> thanks pal. So looks like the C word, like, thanks there champ. Good to, good I to mean, have this chat. Does it like, it takes a lot of effort to turn a C into an H, doesn't it? If you say it really fast, I've definitely had people go like, what was your last name? Like H-U-N-T, oh, and then you're like, yeah. ah. Lexi Hunt. There's yeah. a bit of a consonant sound there that pops when you do it. I see it. I so see you have to now. do the pause, leave it off entirely. Okay. Say it slowly, something like that. Ideal circumstance, give me how you say your name if you have to say the full thing. Lexi Hunt. Nobody understands what Lexi's short for. It's lexicon. <laughs> Language hunt. <laughs> Language hunt is good. That should be your new name. That's going to be my street name. Like if I'm doing like graffiti. Language hunt. You'll know where to look. And that's why we're not street. My uh, my doppelganger in America. You know how I've talked about like there's there's several of us out there. So she's running for Congress in the States. Former stripper. Not really uh not really representing the old Lexi name the way that I'm liking to see it, but you know what? I'm proud of her for empowering, do what you got to do. And now she's running for Congress. Wait, is she running as a Republican or something? I don't see the problem. So we're talking witches. We're talking witches, wizards, Witches. we started out wizards. I have a strong, a strong uh, feeling that you are going to be mostly talking about witches. I have a whole list of them right here. It looks like four. Is that four things? One, two, three, four. But some of them are doubles. The fact that you're scrolling makes me think that you have a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. 
my God, I didn't know that there were so many wizards out there. Uh, I just went for stuff like that was in my mind. So like, you know, we're not really doing anything with this except talking about wizards, <laughs> witches, magicians. Uh, I'll start us off with this little blurb from Jess Wikipedia. <laughs> a magician, also known as a enchanter, enchantress, mage, magic user, sorcerer, sorceress, spellcaster, warlock, witch, or wizard is someone who uses or practices magic derived from supernatural, occult, or arcane sources. Magicians are common figures in works of fantasy, such as fantasy literature, role-playing games, and enjoy a rich history in mythology, legends, fiction, and folklore. That's what we're talking about, folks. It started with wizards, but we expanded that concept to, you know, we just want to talk about the magic users. We like magic. We're not cool, and that's okay. I mean, like, to be clear, if someone came up to me and was like, do you want to see a magic trick? I mean, like, my first response is going to be like, no. If someone came up and said, do you want to talk about magic? My answer is going to obviously be yes, please continue. All right. Well, now we need to take a little bit of a detour here and talk about why you're against street magicians. I just, like, okay. So here's the funny thing about, about me. Wow. We're getting into it. <laughs> we're going to do it. Let's go. Um, I love the idea of magic in terms of, like, stories and games like love it mage like i've got my list of favorite wizards witches and all that jazz here but if you come up to me on the street to be like do you want to see a cool magic trick i immediately think that you're trying to con me out of money sure and there's a lot going on there yeah don't come up to somebody and start talking to them on the street uh now okay let's say the situation is different you're at a magic convention a convention for <laughs> yeah. stage magic. Why are you there? That's I a was question to answer that, some yeah. other time. But you are there and somebody comes up to you and says, do you want to see a magic There's trick? no good way. Is your response different? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard one answer because I've got so many other questions. How did I get here would be the first one. Am I asleep? Am I, am I here under my own? Is it under duress, perhaps? Because I just can't imagine. Yeah. Like, why is You can't <laughs> no. suspend that disbelief? To see yourself at a magic convention? What if you're in Vegas and there just happens to be a magician's conference happening at the same time and somebody with black nail polish and slick back black hair, it's Chris Angel. He tries to mind freak. Yeah, I'd be like noping out of that one because if I'm, first of all, Vegas has zero, like I just, I'm not. It's not for me either. I've never gone. I don't want me. to. There's no appeal. I don't want to gamble. I don't want to drink in the streets. I don't want to see late like sun sun setting uh pop culture acts i mean like i would go see the rupaul drag race show but i'm not gonna lie i'm such a lame person that i would be like nine o'clock at night it is this is tea o'clock time here like i would be that like wet blanket that's like fun is fun but let's wrap this up yeah, so I kids. Just, yeah, like the fact that we record at 7.30 on a Wednesday night is absolute fucking insanity. Yeah, and we both have to drink caffeine to stay awake because we're like, Ooh, it's, getting, yeah. it's getting late here, folks. Eat candy and, and drink caffeine. Okay, so you hate mid- stage magicians. That's fine. Hate is a strong word. I, I mean, distrust. Distrust is a very good word for that. <laughs> I would say that, distrust. yeah. Distrust. They are kind of untrustworthy. I imagine you now saying that to this person that's just come up. Want to see a magic trick? I don't hate you. I distrust you. Yes. Please take a step back. Yeah, they're going to take your wallet. Oh, the shell game is like, no one wins the shell game. Come on. No, here. no. it's a uh, There's a word for this that I'm not going to remember, but it's a, it's a it's a con. It's a scam. Oh, yeah. That's not yeah. even considered stage magic. That's nothing. I just, if you were, I, I have a hard time understanding a person who's devoted their life to magic. As, as you know, like if someone was like, okay, here's if someone said, I have devoted my life to the history of witches, wizards, magic, I'd be like, ooh, interesting, tell me more. If someone was like, I have devoted my life to card tricks, I'd be like, mm. and that sort of takes us into the premise of why the last man, as far as the main character York Brown goes, and sort of how unlikable he, he, uh, he can be to some people. Yeah, that's uh. I guess uh, I guess they just found the least useful white male that could have survived the apocalypse, and it was a, a stage magician. Oh, 
Uh, well, this seems like a bad time to tell you that David Blaine is here with us tonight to talk. Oh, send him away. Yeah. It's not that you hate him. You just mistrust him. We're yeah. not here to talk about state magic anymore. Although I absolutely love that entire little detour. Um, your hate for stage magicians will now live in infamy on the internet. I'm fine with that. I stand by what I said. I'm just going to keep using the word hate. You know what? I'm not even going to fight it. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Now you see me? Did you watch those? Now no. you see me and now you see me too or whatever? Why would I watch that? I don't know. You should try them though. They're actually pretty interesting as a, like a heist movie type thing. Um, eh. Great cast too. And then uh, we can we can reconvene and discuss those films and see if they've changed your opinion on street magic. It has been posited to me that every, specifically every male child goes through a magic phase. I never had that phase. I don't get it. We had a magic kit that you bought from like Toys R Us that had like sponge yeah. bunnies and you could like put a coin through some latex. And I remember looking at it going like, eh. In our modern world of like, you know, literal magic technology, what what appeal can a rabbit in a hat hold? I just worry for the rabbit. Wait, what about Gob? Gob Bluth. <laughs> I mean... Best, best magician or worst magician? Dee -dee -dee -dee. Um, I only like God because of his Segway relationship. Yeah, the Segway is beautiful, but like the music, I like is he a magician or is he just a showman? You know, like he's a performer. I think he's uh, failed whatever he is. I mean, I wouldn't say he did a lot of magic. He did a lot of flailing, a lot of posing. All right, we found one that you liked. And <laughs> the worst one. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll like... that. All right, let's get into it. Let's just talk about magicians, wizards, sorcerers, mages, whatever, etc. that we dig, that we like. We're nerds and we want to talk about that. Oh, no, I said the N word. We're dorks. We're going to dork out about wizards. Dorks. <gasps> Should we just go one for one and do some quick talking here? Yeah, let's let's go uh, magic for magic. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with Ice King. They call me the Ice King. I also make ice. Uh, tell me who this is. Okay, you don't know the Ice King. Ice King is from uh, Adventure Time. Oh, gotcha. Yes, I do know Ice King. I'm sorry. No, nothing. Oh, I've watched the entire series. I think it's absolutely effing brilliant. I love that show. I made a lot of fan art when I, I taught a class on toy making and I did a lot of toys um, based off of the Adventure Time because I was really interested in that at that time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Lots of fun. Uh, we'll keep moving along. Ice King is sort of a tragic character. I find him interesting because he starts out as sort of this sort of stereotypical creep character trying to steal the princess, etc., uh, and then, uh, you know, becomes a real tragic figure in the world of uh, Ooh as uh, his backstory unfolds and his, uh, his sort of um, obsession with power or I guess corruption by power comes as a result of him trying to protect somebody else. And uh, yeah, overall, pretty interesting power overall ice and uh, more or less an idiot, but uh, he's the first on my list of wizards to talk about. It's a good choice. I never would have thought of Adventure Time. So good, good. Uh, mine's a little different. Just a, a scochi wochi. Uh, I'm going with the Macbeth witches. Okay, the fates. When shall we three meet again? In thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly-burly's done. When the battle's lost and won. Yes, I love them. They were the first time I ever really thought of, like, witches. And, um, you don't say. It, I, I, I really like the historical side of witches like i really would like to go on tours of witch places especially in scotland because my family is originally from scotland everything about me would be like you from scotland that's shocking it was because you were eating haggis while wearing your tartan or whatever i had a teacher once when i was growing up who we all had to go around the room because this was an appropriate thing to do and say where we were from originally and when i said i'm from my family I'm, I'm canadian but my family um moved here from scotland you know whatever however long ago and she went yeah i can see that i was like okay it, it's a it, it's a thing to say to a person fucking people um but i i'm really interested in that whole like witch hunting side of the united kingdom history 
and um, of Iceland as well, because the way that um, there were some witches that were executed in Iceland were like terrifying. Like they threw them in guy like the hot water geysers. Anyway, um, I really like the Macbeth witches. I mean, yeah, history's not short on finding ways to marginalize and hurt women. Yeah, that's uh... especially ones that <laughs> seem to have some sort of power. Well, it's just that we're different and you know knowledgeable. By I mean by some sort of power, just like not falling into the conformity of uh, you know the white male. Which is patriarchy. why I love the Macbeth witches because I like there's so many different interpretations of them. Like, did they really like? Did they lead Macbeth to his end because they you know infected him with paranoia? Would he have gone down the same route without them? I just love all the different interpretations of them um, and all of the different movies and books and comics over time so i would say those are my like that's my starting out point the macbeth witches are badass and i love them. uh the, these weren't on my list but just since we're talking about the the, the trio um the ones from uh their disney hercules animated film that version of them i've always appreciated it as well mm. the, the, they're a little bit haggy and like played up as like a joke but i i love them i think they're great darling Oh, that mortal's thread of life, good and tight. Ah! Incoming! I just love witches. I'm going to leave it there. I love them. That's fair. I thought I dated a witch once when I was in seventh grade. And when I found out, she said she was a witch. What made you think that? Well, she told me. And it freaked me out, so I broke up with her because I was a good little Christian boy at the time. I was like, yeah, I don't want to get a spell put on me. How do I break up with somebody? Oh, my God. That gave me an idea for another witch. Thanks, Ben. All right. No problem. I'll take us to Soromon the White. Coward, immediately switched sides and sold out Middle Earth. Loses his job, too. Uh, and is the mother of the Urukai. Urukai. The mother of the... Urukai. Yeah, why not? Mother of Dragons reference. Mother of Urukai. Yeah, I'm good with that. I like he basically that. uses the the orcs to birth the the more badass metal orcs, the edgelord orcs. And we get the Urukai. This night, the land will be stained with the blood of Rohan. March to hell's deep. Leave none alive. Uh, you're a big Lord of the Rings fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I love Any them. strong feelings about any of the wizards there? Uh, I'm blanking on names because now I'm really embarrassed because I was like, yeah, I like them. Good enough. Uh, we can move on. Give me two seconds. Just no wait. Just wait. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. It's Galadriel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like Instead her. Instead of uh, whatever, you'd have a whatever. We know the movies. We Yeah, the things with the stuff. I just like a big... You know what? I'm not going to lie. I love a scary lady. Heck yeah. I love a scary lady. You've seen my animated dork sires. Yeah. I like a scary lady as well. It is a type, as you'll see on this I, list. Anyone... <laughs> Let's move off Lord of the Rings. What do you got next? Who's your next one? Okay, I'm going to say the coven from the 1996 version of The Craft. Okay, hell We're yeah. We're talking hell like yeah. Feruza Balk. Yes. Yeah, Feruza Balk is literally on the list of like, you know, teenage crushes. Like, Oh, yeah. Oof. Well, she is the best witch. And I really like that movie kind of shaped. And I love Nev Campbell too. Uh, oh, all of them. Like, um robin tunley tunley i will not be able to give you any other names from that show movie she plays the good witch oh the right craft. right the blonde witch right and she was also in empire records at the same time right. okay and so she had to wear a wig because if you'll remember on empire records her character shaves her head at one point anyway i digress oh yeah um i just like the, the whole mood and tone of that movie was just like so me and my sister growing up like a little bit of Buffy a little bit of like scary danger but not really and that definitely I know my sister really kind of got into like tarot cards and crystals and I just 
love the shit out of that movie and I love those witches. No, and the clothing is great. Everything about that movie. That, that aesthetic so is good. so fantastic. I'm sorry. He's sorry. Oh, he's sorry. 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 He's sorry. He's sorry. He's sorry. Sorry, Maya! I'm going to use this as a launch pad into somebody else on my list, which is Willow and Tara mm, from Buffy. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and mostly I want to talk about how done dirty Tara got. I know that was the worst episode. I'm still upset about it. No, you should, you should be like, and, and just used as a sort of a character development launching pad for Willow, which I love Willow, but that whole dark Willow arc isn't my fave. Um, They kind of jumped the shark. Yeah. Willow is such a great representation generally of sort of like feminine power and and that femininity of witchiness that uh, kind of coordinates with each other and i don't know uh it just felt like it was it was not my willow when she goes there and and losing tara just felt wrong they were so good mm-hmm. together i still can't believe like a part of me I, I remember watching that episode and being like what just happened and having to yeah um talk to my sister to be like did i not understand because it was just I, I couldn't believe they killed her off no, it was, uh, it was a heartbreaking moment that uh, I think, yeah, it just really, really dropped a character with so much potential for, mm-hmm. for a week, a week story arc. I felt. Yeah, agreed. You think you could just do that to me? You think I'd let you get away with that? <laughs> think again. Your shirt. Tara? Uh, yeah, your go. Let's hear another one. Uh, while we're st- let's stick with the '90s. What's with the '90s and witches? I think it might be what's with the '90s and us. Yeah, maybe it's the- our formative Those years are- of pop culture. Everything after the '90s was garbage. We don't want to think back fondly about stuff that came out in the last five, ten years. We want to no. go. We want to go deep. Well, this is um, my my strong, deep, deep love of the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Oh. Excellent choice. Love, love. How love. do you feel about Hocus Pocus too? Um, I'm a big believer in if something is good, let it die. Like I don't like these shows or movies that keep like we're gonna do another and another and another. Just like do a good job once and then move on. So I'm hopeful yeah. because a lot of the cast is the same. But um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I kind of I You're hesitant. You yes, has, you have reservations. I do. I, I'm hopeful. I think that's okay. But like everything about that movie, like I really, I love the lore that it kind of starts to build. And I wish, I, I'm, 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 I don't even really know a lot about the movie because I'm scared to read about it because I don't want it to ruin my love of this current. Oh, the new one. I see. Yeah. yeah. I just watched the original for the first time last year. What? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch that sort of thing as a kid, witchcraft and oh. magic and stuff like that. But so. you played with Ninja Turtles. Why didn't you like sneak in some Sanderson sisters? I've never even heard of Sanderson sisters until I was in like college. I didn't even know it existed. There's so much media lost to me. But I am very nostalgic for the stuff that we did hang out with, yeah. including those surreptitious Ninja Turtles. They're magical. They're your Sanderson sisters. That's what they are. Yeah. Who was your favorite Sanderson sister? I don't know. Okay, I would say that Winifred is probably my number one because I think she's got a couple of really funny lines. Like um, when she gets called a name and she goes to her sister's like, sisters, did you hear what he called you? <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then I just love Mary because she's kind of this, I don't think she's really bad. I think she just gets like carried along with everybody. You know, she's the middle sister. Come on. Yeah. Understandable. So, but Winifred is such a character. So uh, let's go with Winifred is my favorite of the Sanderson sisters. Excellent choice. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go to Howell next from Ah. Moving Castle. Basically, Good. one of my favorite films ever. I have the movie poster in our basement up on the wall. 
Love everything about it. What's so great about Hal? He's arrogant. He's beautiful. He can transform into a giant bird. He shares his soul with a fire demon that's in his fireplace that he also uses to cook his breakfast. There's a weird relationship. It's not your typical soldier-soul sort of relationship. Uh, they just sort of, they sort of buddy around, hang out. They're pretty chill. I'm an extremely powerful fire demon named Calcifer. I just like to do that once in a while. The fire demon. Come on, you should feel sorry for me. That spell keeps me stuck in this castle and Hal treats me like I'm his slave. It burns me up. Yeah, Hal's great. What a great character, great style. And a conscientious objector to the acts of war, I guess. Although at some points he participates. I was going to say, he's kind of like, he starts out a little benevolent. Uh, I, I'd say sort of indifferent and then gets roped into sort of participating I don't know how exactly. That sort of seems to happen a bit off screen, how he ends up involved in, in the war. I should maybe throw in here, I've never watched the movie. I've only read the book. I've never read the book. I've only watched the movie oh, because okay. I am a Ghibli stan and, or Ghibli, I don't care. I think it's Ghibli. <laughs> Ghibli. Ghibli sounds Ghibli. a little bit dirty. Ghibli? It does, mm. it's, or it sounds like giblets, which is weird. I, I heard someone referring to a Mimi the other day, and I just, I love it. I, yes. You know what people say the words say the words. We we share share the internet memes. <laughs> Save the memes. Okay. Yeah, that was great. Powell, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a good wizard. Uh, let's stay on that kind of fantasy realm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple at you right now because they all live under the same umbrella, if you will. Um, I'm gonna say of my my magical leanings and, and lovings, if you will. I'm going to throw out, I love, love, love Lulu from Final Fantasy X. Oh, good choice. It's right. a little bit of a callback for us. We both love Lulu. Yep. Um, and also uh, Vivi from Final Fantasy IX. Yep, Vivi was on my list. We got a daily double. Yay! Um, let's let's come back to Vivi when you, you've gone, because I want to talk more about um, Vivi. But then also... Just the general mage class from Final Fantasy Tactics. Love it. Sure. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got our white mages. Mm -hmm. We got our black mages. We got our red mages. And then we have our blue mages. And we have our green mages, our geomancers. Yes. Uh, what else? We also get our time mages in some of the games. Um, am I missing any here? I think I'm missing some. People will let us know. White, curative, black, attack magic. Red is a fighter with some of both of those magics, support magics. You get your blue magic, which, you, which is like your bestiary magic, your animal magic, your copy magic, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, the green magic I said already was the geomancer. Then you get your time mages who control things. Like I just feel like Final Fantasy does magic so well. Just amazing, typically. Mechanically. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to have a mage in your party or else you're not doing it right. But maybe, okay, so let's come to Vivi and talk about what an amazing character. And I know we're not talking about Final Fantasy, but I'll just say his whole story arc and the whole mage village. Oh, oh it's everything in that. Oh, that's the soul so, of that game. Yes. Well, I mean, it's part of it. I mean, it's what the game's all about. Like, what makes us exist? What is a soul? What makes us, you know, worthy of of love or, or being cared for or existing even. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Vivi's story is just a tragedy. Um, Zidane's is very similar, but then sort of manages to land, I guess, a happier note at the end, but uh, Vivi doesn't, mm -hmm. I don't know. Vivi's ending, I guess you'd call it not happy, but he learns who he is, I guess. And that is what he wanted. So it's a, it's a happy-ish ending. Yeah. But yes. Just the sweetest and the biggest, the biggest thing about Vivi is, does he have a face? We'll never know. That's the best thing about black mages. I don't want to know. Do they have a face? Yeah. We're unsure. I love their little collars. Oh. oh my God. Yes. If I could, if I could have that look in real life, that is what I go around doing. I think that's how you need to dress your children. <laughs> I call her low hat. Oh my God. I think that's how next year's Halloween costume. Maybe I'll, you I'll start and, on it now. Yes. Moogle and Vivi. I'll talk to Fiona yes. about it and see what she can <laughs> she can help me with uh yeah no vivi is fantastic that's a i'm glad we got into the ff stuff magic mm -hmm. and ff is just fantastic if you'll pardon the sort of pun that's good final fantasy fantastic i don't know that's it's... not really a pun 
Apparently, I don't know what a More like is. an alliteration. You think I would, since I'm my dad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whose turn it is. It's yours. Vivi was sort of both of us. That was a daily double. Yeah. Uh, I will bring up Taco from TV. I have a suspicion you don't know Taco. Taco is uh, a character from another podcast called The Adventure Zone uh, by the McElroy brothers who do My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, Taco is just a fantastic character uh, full of confident jokes played superbly by the eldest McElroy brother, uh, Justin. And uh, it's hard to explain what is so great about him unless you've like listened to the show. He's just sort of obstinate uh not cooperative um and also super powerful so he just comes in clutch after shit talking everyone and and being sort of disruptive and dismissive to the rest of his party it is just a delightful character and then sort of uh upends you know expectations i guess you might have of a of a white hetero guy playing a a sort of magic using character that isn't it's not a machismo like archetype or anything i guess most magic users don't tend to be that like macho sort of thing do they yeah yeah so maybe not upending but just sort of an enjoyable version of that i may not be the most threatening silhouette but i like to think of myself as somebody who can stand up for you know it doesn't always have to be goof goof dildo okay i'm traveling around with the boner squad and i never get to just say what i'm feeling i have emotions cast calm emotion quick it's not all abraca fuck you and what have you i have a beating heart i I'm multi-dimensional. I'm a fully realized creation. <laughs> Fuck. This whole this whole speech is coming from inside of this mongoose mask, which really intensifies how <laughs> dramatic it is. Yeah, he's a fantastic character. I highly recommend The Adventure Zone if uh, you happen to be one of like four people on Earth who haven't listened to it. It is a delight, especially that first season. Okay, I'm going to listen to that. Give it a shot. I think you might enjoy it. Okay, my my next one is a, it's a throwback. Uh, this is a shout out to Morgan Le Fay of Sword in the Stone esque Lady of the Lake, King Arthur fame. Mwah. Tell us a little bit about Morgan. I love her. What's her, what's her story? What's her deal? Uh, well, I mean, we could go a couple different ways. We could go like the actual King Arthur Arthurian type route. Or we could talk about the many different depictions of her. So if you've seen like the cartoon Disney version of uh, Sword in the Stone, she's the witch that turns into the dragon. The purple dragon? So she, yeah, the purple so dragon. So she's the old hag witch in that? I, I don't think I ever connected with that. Yes. That's a real weird depiction she of her. She is a hag. But then even if you've seen um, the more recent movie that's come out uh, of an Arthurian uh, legend, the Green Knight. I have not uh, seen Starring it my favorite. <gasps> oh, it's yes. so I beautiful. I'm meaning to set aside some time and watch it. It, um, as you know, I love Dev Patel, but there's so many parts of that movie that you can just pause and they're just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful art. Lighting, and, framing, um, all that. Lighting, just gorgeous. But um, Morgan Le Fay is Dev Patel's character's mother. Oh, interesting. In that. So, um, She's kind of the yin to Merlin's yang. So she is kind of that balance. And whereas I, I, I love the whole point of like Merlin being on the side of like righteousness and Morgan Le Fay is always just kind of there to thwart him a little bit. And I love it on so many different levels because it also, it talks about the way that like smart women were seen in medieval times. That if you didn't go with the flow, if you weren't there to like raise up your man, then you you were dark, you were evil, you were bad. You're a witch. Yeah, you were a witch. Yeah. And so just throw them out. Yeah, to get rid of uh nonconformist parts of society. Um yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Uh what do you think uh what is the your least representation of Morgan Le Fay in pop culture? Probably the dragon fat, angry Disney version. I mean like Disney has historically not a great track record with the representation of people that don't fit the norm. So that one is my least favorite. Yeah, her body type could have been a positive if it hadn't been played as a joke, I suppose. Well, and that's the thing. Like, she could have been rotund and not not been, like, the butt of the joke, but her right. being, like, ugly and chubby, but, like, 
that being the part of the joke and then becoming this angry, snorty dragon instead of, I don't know, I just feel like they could have done it better. So that's definitely what started me down the path of my love of Morgan. But um, it, I think that's the the worst representation. Okay. This is a good springboard towards uh, my next, which is uh, Maleficent. Ooh, um, yes. We go from sort of not a sexy representation, not that witches or women need to be sexy, but Maleficent is hot. I love her. She is very, very sexy, intimidating, and can also transform into a dragon. But even her dragon is kind of hot, if you will. Now I've done it. Pardon the pun. Because dragons. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be on my side. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, and. We're going to have to take an improv comedy class at some point. Um. Okay, do you love the cartoon version or are you like an Angelina Jolie? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Angelina Jolie is fine. I'm, I'm not... I'm not effing with that, but the iconic image in my head when I think of Maleficent is that beautiful, like Ivan or oh, inspired so gorgeous. Art, uh, and world of Sleeping Beauty and the version of uh, Maleficent in there. That character design is just so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Severe, sharp. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's somebody you, you want to poke you with their, with their hat. I like to channel her confidence when I'm walking into a room and I'm feeling nervous. I'm just, I always think to myself, what would Maleficent do? That's great. She'd turn her head up and stroll in and then curse the newborn child. (laughs) Great. You're not, we're not going to be talking for a few weeks after my kid's born. I was going to say, when your baby is born, I promise not to come over. (laughs) Not accepting any, any, any gifts. Hey, she uh, just wanted to be invited. It's funny because you did actually deliver something crocheted to our first child so and i got something for the second one it's not a curse it's not a curse <laughs> and it's a spinning wheel don't let him touch it i think i shall prick the needle i don't know what that is before the sun sets on her 16th birthday she shall prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die oh no Seize that creature! Stand back, you fool! <laughs> She's hot as hell. I'm 100% doing that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer some type of really weird, very kind. I'm not gonna curse your baby. I just can't even make a joke about it. Our TikTok will be you trying to give us this gift and me filming it from inside our safe, secure doors. I swear it's safe. Why is it dripping with poisonous green liquid? Let's move on. Who you got next? I love it. Neville Longbottom. All right. All right. Neville, the savior of Hogwarts. I love. The true savior of Hogwarts. Yes. He, everything about Neville, he is the Luigi to Harry Potter's <laughs> Mario. It's generous. I think he might be the toad. I think you have to go. How dare you? I'm not disparaging Toad. I love Toad. Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, dope as heck. Toads are always there. They're stoic. They're 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 unwavering. They're always doing their job. They get stuff done. But I just think if we're riding this analogy through, you have to take Harry as Mario, then Ron has to be Luigi. That's just sort of the relationship, the familiarity there. Hermione's your Princess Peach, and Neville's a Toad. Uh, no, because... If it's not Mario who's going to take the day, it's got to be Luigi. And it could have gone either way. It could have been mm-hmm. Harry or it could have been Neville. Yeah. So I feel like it's better to go with the Luigi. I okay. think Ron is the toad. Okay. Because sure. he doesn't really do anything. He's like, no. is he helpful? Sure. He can carry your bag for you. I mean, if that's where we're talking about this, and we might as well get into these because I had Harry and Hermione on my list as well to talk Excellent. about. Excellent. Do it. I don't like Harry, but he's basically nope. useless too. <laughs> and and so up his own ass about his own life and just not willing to ever step back oh. and look at like how what's going on affects other people it's just about him and his journey that's all he cares about well i mean he is a teenager and that's like a complete teenage mo of like in their own bubble yeah i feel like if you're supposed to be the finger quotes chosen one you need to maybe mature it up a little bit quicker yeah that's fair but i just i okay if 
she who shall not be named was going to rewrite the series i'd love to see it from another perspective like what if it had gone the other way Ooh, yeah i'd like Maybe that you should just write some fan fiction you could be the 50 shades of gray to the twilight i don't know what was what something was is that what she was, did i think twilight and 50 shades were both fan fiction of something else i don't really know what though they read that way but uh no that's not fair because that's that's rude to fan fiction i have read some great like beautifully written fan fiction and those books are not good okay so we're both agreed we don't really think about ron harry's terrible and neville is great yep agreed. Uh, hermione where do you fall on hermione eh, take her or leave her yeah i mean i feel like she could lose some points here on the wizarding scale from like uh hanging around with Harry a bit too much. She's ultra competent, works really hard, but she's also a bit like know-it-all. Micromanaging. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Controlling and kind of like pushes her ideals on other people a lot. And they're all kind of racist to uh, house elves. So that's something that we need to talk about. Yeah, I mean, even her, Harry, like... Yeah. The way she approached it, right? Yeah. The Harry Potter world to house elves is like the Star Wars world to, to droids. And it's some... Some weird shit. Why do you need to can like include that in your in your fantasy or sci-fi? This this group of people that's just completely treated like shit. It's not like you're giving them agency or or trying to look at things from their point of view. So yeah, the house elf things never sits right with me uh, in any iteration of that media. So I guess in summation, Neville's okay. Fuck the rest of them. Um, when my dog wants a treat, he'll stand up on his hind legs and dance around. And he has these floppy ears and he looks so much like a house elf. And I just love it. It's my it's one of my favorite things that he does. Master has presented Dobby with clothes. Dobby is free. All right, since we've been talking about TikToks a bit, I now need you to record that and then do a voiceover, like like sub in the the Dobby voice. Dobby? Dobby? Dobby. Dobby. <laughs> Dobby. Dobby voice from uh, the Harry Potter movies. Dobby ambassador. I definitely like. Oh, we've been, does does Dobby want a sock? And then I know really what the dog's name is Alfie, but he wants a treat. But yeah, he'll dance for a sock, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, make a TikTok. We need to make TikToks. It's the only way we'll get ahead. We're doing it in the ultra competitive podcasting game. Okay, we got to take a break here for a who's that Pokemon. I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, here it is. The silhouette. Okay. There's sort of a half circle with a rectangle uh, extending beneath it, and then a rectangle connected to the bottom of that slim rectangle, which sort of extends along a curved noodly shape towards an almost bell-like shape. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess there's two little half circles poking off the bottom of that bell-like shape. Uh, is it tentacruel should, should i draw this thank you it's not tentacruel so that's a pretty good guess Fuck, I yeah love tentacruel uh victory bell here vent for me for a second while i do a shitty drawing of this silhouette for who's that pokemon hey folks do you like drawing pokemon yep send us your favorite pokemon pictures that you've drawn only fan art oh and no sex stuff I know what you guys get up yeah, to. Yeah, that's the weird. I don't want to see the Pokemon having sex. That's gross. I would love for people to send us their. All right, who's that Pokemon? I can't see it because the camera's so shit. Oh wait, it's a it's a person holding an umbrella. Is it Doctor Who? Is it Mary Poppins? It's Mary uh, Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. You did it. You solved who's that Pokemon? <laughs> who's that Pokemon? god that was a great one hey this works much better if we actually draw the silhouette that's why i want people to send it in to us and we have to guess put them in coach put them in the next who's that pokemon uh, is gonna be jess we're back with uh the next magic person i'm gonna just launch into this it's mary poppins this one's important to me we need to talk about this is she a magician a witch Ooh. so here's some things she can fly mm -hmm. we know that but the, the, the kicker on that one is that, is she flying because her umbrella is magic? You remember it's got that yes. little face on it and it the talks. Little, so is yeah. the umbrella magic or is Mary Poppins? She can transport people to alternate dimensions. We've seen her do yep. that. Her bag. 
to have a jolly holiday. Her bag is like a bag of holding from D&D. It's just endless. But that could be, again, an artifact. Is she magical or does she have magical objects? Because that is the difference between being a mage or being just in a fantasy world where you have collected some magical items. I think she's magic. She's totally magic. Do we see her do any magic? She goes up the banister. Okay, that's enough. I think that's it. That's some sort of levitation or something. She's not holding on to the umbrella at that point. Or if she is, it's not open. So, all right. Mary Poppins, a mage. Yeah. Are you willing to let me run with this for a second? Because I got a couple more questions. Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I've only got one more, so let's flesh this out. Santa Claus. Is he he a mage? And here we go. Is he a wizard? Is he a mage? We don't know. I'm going to suggest no. So his powers seem bestowed upon him. He does not seem to have any active magical powers. He has immortality. Where did he get it from? I believe like the the spirit of winter or some shit gave it to him. Wow. Or, or generosity. He didn't he didn't make himself immortal through spells and study, as far as we can tell in most like iterations that we see of it's him. It's the suit that like it's right like. If we're going by Santa Claus with uh, what's his Tim, Tim Allen rules, then yeah, it's the suit that itself is yes. magical. So yeah, I mean that the evidence suggests that he is not the magical, as far as his immortality goes. He seems to have some sort of time distortion, um, but we don't know if that's him or if that's the sled or the reindeer or Mm. what. The reindeer, he didn't make the reindeer magic as far as we can tell. They've always been. They always will be. They are unto gods, these these magical They're they're magical creatures. Um, Yeah, they're magical creatures. So he didn't bestow that on him. So uh, yeah, he seems more like he has magical relics, helpers, animals, uh, elves, uh, elves, if you will. I think it's really important to be clear elves are tall beautiful long ears live in the woods of lothlorien with galadriel thank you elves live in trees and make cookies or shoes or uh, toys with santa and i prefer a fantasy world where both of them exist oh yeah they live in the same realms do they not the yeah, same existence. Like... yeah yeah i believe they have to I've not seen a D&D 5e book come out yet with uh, an elf with an F as a playable character, but I'll keep my fingers crossed. There's still time. Okay, Santa, we've decided we're unanimous on this. Not a, not a wizard. No. He has magical relics. It was bestowed on him, but without them, he's nothing. Yeah. Sorry, Santa. Sorry, Santa. Okay, this one. This one's a big discussion. Then we can move back to talking about other ones. Jesus. Is he a wizard? <laughs> Did I break you? <laughs> Let's just doubled over. Laugh into the mic uh, so everyone knows how great it was so that I brought up Jesus. By that. I think I am not I am not throwing any sort of shade on religion or anything. My experience is notwithstanding. I think it's legitimately worth discussing in the context of this episode whether Jesus is a wizard. Uh. Let's look at it. I would argue yes. Jesus, we see finger quotes again we see jesus turn water into wine and to split very few loaves and fishes into very many feed a whole that's a multiplication multiplying spell or something going on there he's got uh what would you call changing water into wine that's some sort of alchemy or modification or something uh he necromancer raises lazarus from the dead uh and resurrects himself at one point strong necromancy Although possibly that could have been that could have been external that could have been somebody else raising him, but he does raise Lazarus, so that is necromancy, uh, and uh, restores a blind person's vision at one point. So I'm just in the context of how we've judged Santa and Mary Poppins at this point. I think we see enough active magic use from Jesus that we can determine that they're they, in the context of our show, were a wizard of some sort. Um, you know what? I'm going to defer to you on this one because you are the resident Jesus expert. So, <laughs> you don't have any thoughts on whether Jesus was a wizard or a mage? Uh, okay. Have you ever read Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff? It is. No. It's a Christopher Moore this? book. And it's about the lost years okay. of Jesus's life where he goes backpacking through different parts of Asia and Europe with his best friend Biff, where he's trained as like 
um, a ninja and he learns like magic. So based on what Christopher Moore has taught us, um, definitively a wizard. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. You're a wizard, Jesus. I'm a what? A wizard and a thumping good and I'd wager once you trade up a little. Hagrid shows up with his owl, takes him off to Hogwarts, where he teaches J.K. Rowling to be a turf. I'd like for Jesus to have a lovely cake that celebrates his birth. Sorry, did you say a cave or a cake? A cake. The Hagrid's cake. He's got a cave. Would you like the cake to be shaped like a cave? Because that feels a little bit much. That's a little bit dark. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's a little bit rubbing his face in it. No, I would like a delightful Hagrid cake celebrating the Jesus. cake. It's perfect. Okay, Jesus is a wizard. What do you got for me? Who's next? Uh, that's a real tough one to follow. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Nothing I, I say. Just run through a list. Do you have any other favorites? Uh, um, have you seen Stardust or read the the comic by Neil Gaiman? I saw the movie and read the uh, sort of whatever you want to call it, illustrated yeah, novel thingy. I love. Uh, I wouldn't call it a. Comic. Well, yeah, like the kind of graphic-y novel esque. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I'm just being a, a hair splittery. It's I, I'm more in the movie realm for this decision. I really love um, the witches and the representation of witches in that movie. It's so beautiful. Is that Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer or Nicole Kidman? Uh, that's Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Lamia? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, I adore her because, like, that is just, that's what a witch is, like, that, the classical, like, evil bitch. Just love her. But, oh. I just love that movie. God, it's so good. Everything about it. So what's it to be, Prince Charming? Frog or tadpole? Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched it. In my early 20s, I guess, when it came out. But yeah, I remember liking it. I've always liked... Uh, that's Neil Gaiman's story, and right? Everything he does is amazing. Yeah, yeah I like... Pretty much, pretty much everything that I have experienced of his work, I've oh, enjoyed. Yeah. He is a master. I haven't stopped to do any critical analysis of anything or look for, you know, look for problematic aspects of the media. But you know, I'm sure it's there. But eh. Yeah, still enjoy every caveats. He is the master, in my opinion, of short stories. Like his his novels are wonderful. His scripts, his children's books, love them more than Stephen King. Interesting. Oh yeah. Stephen King is, I find he's a, he's a wonderful writer, but I love a good Neil Gaiman short story. His book, Trigger Warnings, mwah, amazing. He did this little thing called like the Matchstick Man or something, where it's just like a bunch of like little limericks or poems accompanied by like these little dark illustrations. Yes. And I always really enjoyed that book. I think I lost it in one of my moves. Oh. That was a cool book though. Did you ever watch or read Mirror Mask? no i think i started watching it at one point but i don't know not not there i don't know what no. happened i don't i honestly don't remember i know i put it in at one point into a dvd player what but i don't know what happened after you might that. want to explain what that is to the kids a dvd player a digital video disc i don't know i'm taking a swing at that acronym yeah that seems right it was a disc, not unlike a CD, which uh, now I have to explain that. It was a compact disc. A compact disc was a small round, basically a, a plastic circle, like a miniature uh, record. You all know what records are, but not CDs or DVDs. Oh, did that uh, That you would place into a device that would then uh, scan the information stored on the bottom of the uh, plastic circle with a laser. And then somehow, through sorcery... Mm -hmm. uh, transmit that out of speakers as information uh, via via audio audio release is dark magic and we're better off without it it was a curse if you if you move too quickly it would skip the CDs oh. uh, DVD players you didn't generally run around with unless you were robbing someone yeah and and if that was the case you weren't watching a movie at the same time those were dark days Ben. The skipping CDs. Oh. And remember when it became like a super cool feature that you could have like a 15 second anti-skip. So you could, you could move your body for up to 15 fucking seconds. But then you had to stop. <laughs> then you had to stop or else your CD would skip. <laughs> Look, that laser needs uninterrupted time on the, on the soft, supple backside of that CD. Oh, kids today don't know how good they have it. Anti-skip. Even a cassette player was fucking better than that. <laughs> 
Oh, it was far better because you could run. It was like sort of mechanical in nature in a better way. Like I know it's still reading, you know, whatever the magnetized tape or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. You weren't getting skipped. You did occasionally get your tape uh, chewed up by your, your but you could like mostly fix it for like every so often. If you were patient, you could remove it from the sort of mechanical, mechanical device, the mechanism for which it round itself about. And, uh, Use a pencil in betwixt the uh, spokes to fucking crazy sounding shit. It sounds like steampunk. It it does sound a little bit magical trying to explain it. And then I took it out of its box and I took a magical yeah. wand and rewound. Re- Put it betwixt the gears and I waggled it. <laughs> and the tape magically resorted itself back into the box. It, yeah, it was yeah. magic, but okay, we digress. Yeah. Who do you, do you have any more? Witches, wizards, mages. I got a bunch. Like these oh, are just jumping off points. This is just some shit for us to talk about, so we could keep going. Ursula, why is she an octopus? No one else is. What the fuck? Alan Moore, great comic writer, hair game on point. Maybe he's more of a warlock, but as we established up top, that's all the same thing. Alan yep. Moore. Uh, Tasha from D and D. Lots of cool spells named after her tasha's hideous laughter being my favorite sort of i think it's a cantrip oh shit i'll get hate mail for that if it's not a cantrip uh we get into the disc world series and we got cool characters like Rincewind or granny weatherwax uh granny weatherwax is just this ultra competent uh witch who basically like embarrasses the totalitarity of the uh patriarchal sorcerer society by just being more competent and more more intelligent than all of them and dealing with shit that they can't handle um, while also raising the first female sorcerer because sorcerers can't be it's it's in a book called equal rights it's really great it's like a joke uh play on word with rights like r-i-t-e-s oh, okay like equal magical rights um so anyhow in this book uh women become witches and men become sorcerers and it's because mm-hmm. women are more in tune with nature and can't handle these sort of arcane delicacies and intelligences of being a sorcerer and then of course a girl is born who becomes a sorcerer and granny has to get her to the arcane university to force them to teach her to become a proper sorcerer because she it's not her area of expertise but in the process ends up sort of upending the whole thing oh that's great so it's kind of fun i love it yeah terry pratch is great like that oh yes and then he's writing you know i think that's what 70s or 80s whatever yeah, hitting that stuff a little bit earlier than some people. Granny Weatherwax, Rincewind is just sort of an idiot. I, I like that character. Special place because he was my first Discworld book. Uh, the White Queen mm-hmm. is a really cool one from, yes. you know, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's right there in the title. Yep, great. Uh, I didn't realize this until talking to Fiona, but apparently in one of the books, even though I read them all, I forgot that she's actually like a creature from another dimension. She doesn't come from the land or the world of Narnia or whatever. No. Yeah. She's an import and uh, then becomes like the executioner of Aslan's father, like in his sort of royal court, she's the executioner. So that's like a cool effing character. Oh, yeah. But with a weird obsession with Turkish delight. Nobody gets it. Nobody understands why she's so into Turkish delight. Have you had it before? Yeah, I like Turkish delight. I like the powdered little jelly cubes. It's cool, but I don't get her obsession with it. Untold dark powers. A bit of a sweet tooth. It's fine though. Uh, I wanted to mention Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. Just excellent, mm-hmm. top-notch, familiar, great representation of like magic as a female positive. Um, it's really Love cool. It. Baba Yaga, cool ride. Mm. That's all I got. I mean, you're scary as hell, but also dope ride. Yes, very much inspires. I believe uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. We got to give a shout out to Merlin, you know, the OG wizard. Uh, mm-hmm. as far as like the modern wizard archetype goes, like that's that's the model. Yeah. And then uh, a last sort of thumbs down to the sorcerer from the Sorcerer's Apprentice for leaving Mickey Mouse alone with that fucking all powerful book. Like, what do you think was going to happen? You bad judgment asshole. And like he left his hat too. I mean, come on. He left. He left the important things. Yeah. Very bad judgment. Need to think about who you take on, who you leave with your artifacts, your your magical trinkets. You know who we haven't mentioned? Who did we not mention? Who did we miss? Rasputin. 
Rara Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. He was a cat who really could dance. I mean, I thought you were going to say something with Alan Moore. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get you. The Russian sort of, yeah, Rasputin. Or from, uh, what's it called? Anastasia? Yes. That's a great version of Rasputin. Yes. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting figure. Uh, possible, possible wizard from history. More likely poisoner and... Uh, cult leader. Court manipulator and cult leader. Yeah, but very fascinating. Rasputin's a good one to go out on. I like Rasputin. Why is Rasputin likable, even though he seems to be a shitty asshole? I mean, he like, I think he was an opportunist. He takes down a monarchy. He didn't take down a monarchy. Because of him, a monarchy was taken down. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, trying to find a reason why he gets tied up with something sort of being likable, even though he seems like a pretty shithead character overall. I mean, uh, let's be honest, with the Russian Revo- Revolution, there are no winners. It's just shitty for everybody. I think that the the history class joke is the way we leave this episode. Play us out. If that's not a dork way to go out. I feel like if we were in a room of like sort of uh, educators, that would have slayed. Thank you, everybody. I'll be here for the next five minutes. But you're just here with me. (laughs) Your resident idiot. Uh, I get it. Someone out there is breathing hard. Like, ha. Like one of those. Yeah. As educators do. (laughs) She said something about the Russian Revolution. Yeah, those are my people out there. Where are my history dorks at? Huh? We should do a history episode. Oh, we should do a history episode for sure. How do we want to tackle it? Carmen Sandiego style? Ooh, yes. Spin a wheel and somehow dip into history? Yeah, I love it. I would Dork out about some history stuff? I would love that very much. Look at some nice history memes. Uh, I would love it. Let's do that. Let's do it. That's our episode. Thanks for listening to us talk about magic and dorks and uh, wizards and Jesus. And, uh, you know, I've been your dad, dork, Ben Rankle. And with me, as always, is Lexi. Lexi? Hunt. Hunt. Wait for it. And this has been Dork Matters. We'll see you next time. Dork, 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 dork. Dork, dork. Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give a rating and tell a friend about us. If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out our original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song Dance off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksiga, the Bigani, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Region 3. Dork Matters is a proud member of the Alberta Public Radio Podcast Network.